Hey, y'all, thanks for checking out the audio version of the Print Design Podcast. This is the audio from the YouTube video where you get the visuals and everything of these craft beer labels that we're going to talk about in this episode. So if you have the ability to head over to YouTube and watch this versus just listening out on the road or wherever you are, do that because the visuals really make it sing. But if you're cruising around on the road or you're doing some chores or something and you need the audio, then dive right in. So let's get right to the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks for stopping by here. Now, before I introduce today's guests, and before we get to that incredible conversation, we're diving into amazing craft beer label designs, how they were created, stories behind them, and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to tell you about the craft beer label design course. Yes, it's called the craft beer label design course, but it should just be the label design course because the, what we teach in this course applies to all labels, beauty products, food products, beverage products, health and wellness products, like whatever, whatever needs a label. The fundamentals in this course apply to that. The last time we opened this course up, we had over 290 designers join us and they are growing and leveling up their print design, their label design careers, adding it and implementing it with their current customers, pursuing new customers and new types of business because of this course. To find out more information, go over to printdesignacademy.com and the doors for the course are only open from June 22nd to June 26th. That's it. We close them down at the end of the day on uh, June 26th because then we go into serving our new members and helping them implement the content, answering their questions and really helping them take advantage of the content that we're teaching in this course. This time in the course, we also have added a number of things, one being a 40 page workbook for you to print out and go through with the video course. Second thing is we partnered up with Nick from Longo Designs again to teach you Adobe Dimension, creating incredible design mockups with your flat files with ease, like it's dead easy. We've also included branding a brewery with Josh, who's a local brewery owner here where I live. And we talked all about, you know, how to brand a brewery from the first logo concept all the way to two locations and barrel aged special release beers, um, core beers, interior decor, merch stuff. We talk about all of that. We've also added a Facebook group. Now this was asked about before and how designers could connect with one another after the course. We've created it. This time when you sign up for the course, you are into the private Facebook group for course members only where there's live Q&A, more teaching, pop-up lessons and, and course and like mini courses and teachings within that Facebook group. So there's gonna be some awesome stuff there. Do not miss this opening. It opens tomorrow, Tuesday, June 22nd, closes again June 26th. If you want to find out more, go to printdesignacademy.com. Can't wait to see you in there. Now, today's guests. Today's guests are a couple of really cool dudes you probably have heard of, Jordan and Jeremy from Brethren Design Co. They have been pumping out incredible label design work for their customer Slice Beer. And back when I talked to Jordan on the Quickie podcast, we actually were making jokes, you know, pepperoni porter, like some pizza theme names. But they've done an incredible job creating an amazing image and really just designs that look more like art. And they just get to have complete fun with creative and complete creative freedom in creating some of these things. I say create a lot. Create, create, create. Anyways, you get the idea. But this interview not only goes over the stories of some of those beer labels and things like that and how they came to be, we pull them up on the screen, we show you them, but it's just fun. These guys are fun to chat with. So enough of me talking. Let's get right into the episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So, let's talk ink on paper.
Jordan and Jeremy, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How's it going, guys? Good. Great, <laughs> Jordan. I love the pause. I, I tell you, I tell. he's like, we just instinctively talk at the same time, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> okay. doing good. Yeah, usually on these, I tend to let Jordan chime in, but if he pauses too long, then I'll jump in there. But. Yeah, exactly. Right when his thought is complete and he's ready to go, mm-hmm. you're just like, then, then I'll, yeah, <laughs> then it'll happen again. I love it. Well, I'll try and be like, Jordan, how about this question? Jeremy, how about this yeah, one? Yeah, that, like, that definitely helps for sure. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'll be the traffic controller on this one. Yeah. <laughs> beauty. Okay, well, Jordan, we'll start with you, man. Being you're the older, you know, give... Uh, what is that age before beauty kind of thing? Yeah, is that yeah. is that what they say? So we'll we'll start with you, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Brethren? Uh, Brethren is just me and my brother, um, kind of doing our thing. We started posting work individually on Instagram, then we're getting some freelance stuff, and we we're like, let's start working together. And Brethren just kind of formed organically. We started with mostly doing merchandise and like apparel type stuff. Mm-hmm. Finally got into branding. Um, <clears throat> we were definitely interested in getting to, into beer, like always, and we got lucky. And Slice found us through Instagram, and they were kind of our first like client that was actually, you know, almost like a retainer that we've been working with them for like two years now. And uh, since then, we're starting to work with other breweries because of the work they let us do. Um, so that's kind of the short story of Brethren, I guess. Awesome. Sorry, how long has have you guys been officially like brethren together? Three um, and a half years ish. Right? Yeah, yeah, like since we made a brethren logo and started like being mm-hmm. brethren. Yeah, hoping that's it. that's the moment when it's real, right? Yeah. When when yeah. there's a logo, then it's real. Once we made the Instagram account, uh, and then it took a little bit longer to like you know actually develop the LLC and you know yep. get, get then, super legit. So we just paid taxes this year. For the first time, so this is like now we're a real business. Yeah, we awesome. got a, we a bank account. We have an accountant. We got you have an accountant on it. Yeah, yeah. you got checks. With it. Yeah, that's that's the real deal. There's no going back now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. this is. I feel like this is our first year. Of like last year was our first year of like real business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we were chatting about that before we hit record. And Jeremy, you were saying that you guys were smoking busy last year, especially on the beer label design oh, yeah. side. How many labels did you guys crank through? Yeah, I want to say about fifty or fifty plus. I mean, yeah, a lot. So that's a ton. So yeah, you just do the math on that. That's basically a label a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were doing four to five labels for most of two thousand twenty with Slice. Crazy. Month, so, yeah. so when Slice comes to you and says, uh, hey guys, we're, we're going to do another label for this beer, do they come to you with like an idea or a concept for the label or do they just come to you and say, hey, it's a triple IPA, uh, go to town. What do you think we should call it? What does it look like? Yeah, um, Mostly they um, really just give us the name, you know, the hops, um, if they're collaborating with someone, um, you know, the percentage, the ABB, ABV. Um, we have like a little Excel sheet where it kind of lists it out, but most of the time there's no real direction. Sometimes we're, if we question like where they getting this name from, like what, where, where were their heads at? Um, but otherwise, yeah, pretty much kind of creative freedom with, uh, we kind of take the, the name of the beer and the style and then kind of run with it or whatever, you know, what we're thinking. That's awesome. So then they come to you sort of with this, with this name and idea and, and you guys basically get full free reign on on the creative and what this thing is going to look like yep they, they've been super trustworthy yep. us. and you know certain names like they did a beer called i am your frother and it's like okay obviously we're going like a darth vader route on this but then we'll have one yeah. like we had one we just did uh called nature's holiday and i actually i i text russ and i was like what does nature's holiday mean to you you know because i'm like i don't even know what to design yeah. for this. And he's like, well, it's actually like a weed reference. And I was like, I figured it was because uh, like most of their beers are, are references to weed. Like a lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So you got the beer, the weed, you got the pizza, like it all kind of comes yeah. together for just like a, a happy good time, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like all my favorite happy. things. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, you guys sent me a bunch of pictures on these different labels. Um, and I want to pull them up in just a sec here, but I wanted both of your your thoughts on this before we get into that. Um, Jordan, I'll start with you. 
you know, the way you've described working with Slice is how I hear most designer brewery relationships go, where they have a name and a very rough idea, but the designer gets full creative freedom. So in your experience, is that like how do craft beers offer more creative freedom than typical branding and design projects? I, I think so. Um, it, I guess it just depends. Like Slice, I feel like is unique in the sense that they, um, I mean, we've worked with them from the start. We did their branding. Um, and then we kind of threw the branding away with the cans because we everything a limited release. And it was all about having fun or making something really cool and special each time. Yeah. So they've given us a lot of freedom. And um, while, while, while it's personally tied to them and means a lot, it, it's that way with people's brands too, but with branding, you're kind of like, well, this is more about the audience you're connecting with and beer can be the same way. I, it's, it's tough to say for me. I just feel like we got lucky with slice in, in yeah. that sense. Hmm. What about you, Jeremy? What do you think? Um, I mean, we only have like the, our new, new client and, and with it was slice to kind of compare to, but um, I mean, when I think of, you know, like craft or crap or local like new breweries, uh, craft breweries. Um, I would say, yeah, probably a little bit more freedom than, you know, more established breweries. Maybe, you know, uh, once a brewery's, you know, been, you know, for a while, um, they might be a little bit more structured, um, you know, in their, with their brand, you know, in, in certain placements, you know, more of a, uh, a template or something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe more distribution versus, like, where's the beer going, you know, like, Slice yeah. is right out of the brewery, and they're not on the shelves at, like, stores, so there's no, yeah, there's so no that's... having a system then. Awesome. Cool. So, Jordan and Jeremy, you guys sent me a whole bunch of photos of some of these awesome labels that you guys have done, and I want to sort of just go through a couple of them, not a couple of them, I'm full of shit there. There's about six, (laughs) but I want to pull them up on screen and let's just chat through them. I want to hear a little bit about sort of what the client came to you with in terms of this is the idea. Um, And then just hear about sort of your design process and, you know, if you selected materials and and that kind of jazz. So let's start with this one here, the hippie cabbage. Yeah. Hippie cabbage was the name they came to us with. And obviously it was, it was a weed reference for us. Um, (laughs) But, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, Jeremy and I were talking about the direction we wanted to take it. And we were thinking about almost like, you know, lettuce and farm to table type stuff and fruits. And so we kind of did that. We got this like lettuce looking pattern in the background. And this is around the time we started. We switched pretty much all of our production to like this chroming, like the, the actual label is like foil printed on the back. Yeah, so it's like the metallic label stock, right? Yeah, it's metallic label stock, and then you can kind of select what is gonna the metallic's gonna come through and what's not. Um, so yeah, it just it pops hard and it looks so much better in person. And um, yeah, so we just kind of did this collection of stickers um, for this one, which I thought turned out nice. We have that little banana, um, the Dole Rip on that bottom <laughs> right corner. Yeah, I like that. And then, uh, I mean, we got to sneak in the little price tag stuff, which was like the can date. And on the other side, I forgot what we did. We did a price on it. It was like, but the price was four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just like a playful price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So when you're using that metallic label stock, you know, you have the choice of what you want to stay that metallic effect or, or not right by print, wherever you print a white. And that's essentially how you sort of build that, that depth and that contrast throughout the design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the, it'll either be like you mark it white for what you want to show through and then not if you don't want it to come through. Yeah, exactly. So then basically you, you basically create something that's got a whole bunch of different colors of foil Mm-hmm. But, but it isn't created with the traditional like hot foil stamp and stuff. It's it's so badass because at first everything we did was just like a matte can, and yep. once we use one of these, we we're like, oh my god, there's like no going back. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it look so much more clean and like more professional, you know. For yeah, sure, every single can, like, because they ship us four packs of everything and. Once we got one of these, we were like, dude, this is the way to go on everything. 
So this was the first one where you really did that metallic effect. Uh, it was around the time. Like, I, I don't remember what the first one was. I'm like looking mm. all trying to remember. Diamond like, cuts, maybe? Diamond cuts, yeah. Which we, did, we didn't put that in the deck, but the diamond cuts was the first. Yeah, I think you're right. Because diamond cuts, we what we did was the letters like were stroked and, and the fill was just actually the can coming through. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's such a cool effect and it creates so much depth on the shelf and just that that shelf pop and shelf presence that you get from it. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, it makes that tight pop for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Like our goal is to like make beer cans that all of their customers are taking pictures of, you know? Yes. When you start seeing them posted to Instagram and the breweries tagged in them, that's when you're like, all right, oh, yeah. we, got a, we got a hit. Yeah, it's a way, to, way to spread the word. And it's been cool with Slice too, because I mean, they're very open about working with us. And um, now people that are like huge Slice fans will tag us in their photos too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Like, you know, there's like random people that get Slice every release and they'll be like, badass beer, great can, and like tag us and Slice. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. So so let me ask you guys this then. So when you first started doing label design for Slice, you know, a year, probably a couple of years ago, two and a half years ago, three years ago, something like that. What is a couple of things that you had to really learn the hard way or, or some sort of mistakes that you guys made? in that label design process, learning label design. Jeremy, do you have one? Um, you know, I mean, not right off the top of my head. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, like, I don't know, necessarily like a, I, with it. I mean, one thing is with slice since they're, you know, they're fresh out of the gate and, you know, they wanted each can to be unique. Um, you know, one thing is, when you don't have any sort of like system does you know it takes a little bit more energy and time to to create that layout for the label instead of having designated spots for you know logos or um you know even warnings like general warnings and shit like that like Mm -hmm. um so you know maybe we might have approached it differently you know if we if we started slice now you know but um but at the same time I, i also love the fucking no rules and you know, yeah. you can do whatever is also pretty badass. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. And Jordan, what about like maybe maybe your first couple of times working with printers? Like was there was that a new process for you guys and figuring that out? Um it's actually been very smooth because Russ, um the owner of co-owner of Slice, he is um in marketing and design. Um he's done that for most of his career. Awesome. Um, at a place called Old Town Pizza. So he actually, we kind of just deal with him, and then he sends it to the printer. Like, he uh, he has that relationship with the printer. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only, I'm trying to think of, like, a label fuck-up that we had that wasn't us necessarily. Oh, it was, uh, we did a beer can called Tales from the Dank, and um, it has this <laughs> whole, like, Tales from the Crib vibe, and it's super badass. And we were going to do, they, when the printer saw it, they were actually like, hey, we can do glow-in-the-dark ink on this and we were like let's do it and uh they printed you know what like three thousand labels with uh you know with and it said uh can glows in the dark on it and the -the glow-in-the-dark ink didn't work so they ate the cost of that and we changed it and reprinted it so there's been things like that that we've wanted to try that haven't worked um or and we, we still, we have the ability to do die cuts and we, we, we just actually did our first label doing that, which we might talk about later, but. Um, yeah. So like outside of that typical 473 mil, like template, mm-hmm. you did your own die cut. Yep. Was that your first time doing that? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that beer hasn't been released yet. So we're like the whole time I'm like sweating, hopefully it like works exactly the way we want because it's, it really is like an oval in the front with little tags on the end. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it, it's a, there's a lot of can showing and I think it's going to look really cool. Man, that's cool. Um, I think that's a really cool segue for the next one that I wanted to talk about that really stood out to me when I was looking through these pictures. So I'll just take this down and we'll set up the next one here. Cause when you said, you know, showing a lot of can, Mm-hmm. There was one of them that you guys created 
that looked like, from what I can see in the pictures, that it was a clear label on the can. And I haven't really seen that very much. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I know. Yep, Mm. the Crowler. This was, and this is what, you know, this is how you, we also just kind of upsold Slice on this. You know, they had their regular Crowlers and we were like, hey man, you want to do like a fun holiday Crowler? And they still have Mm. a shitload of these left, but I mean, we kept years off of it, everything like that, because they can use it next Christmas as well. Yep. But yeah, that's a clear label with just the inks, the two inks, and it and we wanted to do that gold can, and it looks fucking cool. So the gold can is actually, like, you can buy the cans that way. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah. the Like, the first one they did, like, we actually, I have it here. It, it has, I mean, it's actually on, like, a cream. And then we found out we could do that clear. And it just looks rad. It looks cool. It almost, like, immediately takes it to... Maybe like a vintage kind of vibe, right? Yeah, it's a cool Christmas label. I I love that one. And that was part of it too. Like the regular slice crawlers, um, they started doing them in gold cans. And gold is one of the brand colors. So Dude. everywhere that there was gold ended up getting knocked out for the can to come through. And once I realized we could do stuff like that, it kind of opened up a whole new world for us. Man, that's so cool. So in this particular one, um, how are you printing these? Are these like digitally printed or are they going flexo or how are they printing these? I'm pretty sure that's a, a digital, straight digital print. Yep. Digital print on a clear label. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do they, for when you sent this proof to them, so you kind of came up with this holiday label idea, sold them on it back and forth a whole lot, or was it pretty much like nailed out the gate? Out the gate. Out the gate. I mean, with- <laughs> Luckily with Slice, there's only been like one label that we completely tossed and, and did from scratch. Yeah. And then, Jeremy, what do you think? Other than that, revision-wise, it's been so minimal. Yeah, super minimal. I mean, sometimes it's just like they change, They end up changing ABV like later on, and that's, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. You, know? you, guys, you guys are free on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. creatively, it's been pretty uh it's been it's been amazing Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah this would be a really fun one creating that that sort of festive crowler with a pretty cool see-through label yeah we've been talking about doing a summer one now for the last two summers and we haven't gotten around to doing it but i i almost think it would be cool to always have your branded crowlers but then also have some seasonal ones just i don't know it's just you know people that get those crowlers all the time and take them home it's awesome to have something new every once in a while yeah, a hundred percent. You know, usually on the the crowlers that I've seen, there isn't really like a nice branded label. It's almost just like a a product label, just so you could differentiate between flavor, but no real branding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like it was an afterthought. But the four seventy three mills and everything else is just branded like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an important touch point. Hundred percent agree. Okay, I'm going to switch over to like a fun one right now. So let me just take this out of here. I mean, this was fun. Not saying this isn't fun, guys, but <laughs> the next one, I think, I think you'll agree. I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. Let's roll with this guy right here. <laughs> the old Papa Murkies. Papa Murkies. So uh, right away, like this is giving me like <laughs> pizza, pizza Hut vibes. Getting, uh, <laughs> we got some mixed reviews from people. Like, there's some comments of people like, This is just Pizza Hut. It's like, Yeah, we know. The thing that we thought was so funny is that the beer is called Papa Murky's, which is a pizza chain, Papa Murphy's. Yeah. And then, so we did the pizza logo. And then there's a badge on there that says, Better ingredients, better pizza, better with pizza. Yeah. It's just, which one? That's Papa John's. Yeah. So it's just like all these pizza chains, like slogans, little bits and pieces came yeah. together. Yeah. And then okay, the, so. the can code on the bottom was like another pizza place. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was like, oh, it was Hoppin' Ready instead of Hot and Ready for Little Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Hoppin' Ready. We were looking to get sued by four pizza places on this one. 
Oh man, that's so funny. There was this guy. Um, I just saw an article yesterday. He's got a he's got a cannabis shop in Vancouver called Budway, but he <laughs> but he's literally taken the subway logo, like with the little arrows on the type and scripted type and stuff. And the mascot for the uh, for Budway is a sandwich with pot leaves in it, smoking a joint. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, he's being sued for like forty thousand dollars for Subway or from Subway. Oh yeah, and that that's a kind of a scary line to walk, like with parody and yep. and with with this, we we felt fine because this beer is a one off thing. Like by the time any by the time a cease and assist came around, it's like this beer's gone. Weird, shake those dice and woo. <laughs> 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 If the client's good with it, I'm like, okay, let's let's roll with it. But that's cool. And so, so give me give me the, how this one came to be. So, did did Slice come to you with this? Is this another one that you guys thought up and brought to their attention? Like, what's the story on this, Jeremy? Or do you need me to say that? Sorry, I was still I was at that moment. What was asked? Oh, uh, it's well, basically with the Papa Murkies, it was that they came up with the name. And uh, it's actually a collab with another beer brewery called Pure. Yep. So that was the name. And it's a triple hazy IPA. So that's what the murky came from. And I knew it was a pizza rip. And I remember Jeremy and I talking about it. We didn't even know what we were going to do with it. And I told Russ, you know, I think we're just going to rip off like every pizza place. And he was like, go for it. <laughs> like, whenever I first started doing it, like it was at first, this label was orange and it was looking like super little Caesars. And then we just went all like vintage Pizza Hut, which is actually they're they're using all of that again, which has made it a little bit more problematic. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they reversed back to that recently, didn't they? Yeah, which is a smart move to me. I mean, it's it's iconic and simple. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and then under the city was um, a name that they had come up with, and I mean. They are outside of Sacramento and Lincoln, California, and it's a pretty small town. So yeah. that was kind of the concept from the name. So, I mean, we illustrated this like slice building, like their building and kind of Sacramento on the background and then this drip. Like, so that one was like because of their name, like they, there was almost like a theme to it more than most beers. Like, yeah. Yeah, so Papa Murky's, we got this like ripoff, not ripoff, but this like, uh, what's the word you use? Parody. Parody. Pa parody. That's like this parody label of a bunch of different pizza places. Mm. Um, but the under the city one, it looks like there's like, is that's back to that metallic substrate where we get a little bit of show through there. Yeah. Um, with a white layer creating some like almost gold, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. it's a gold coming through. And um, those hops are like the can coming through or just straight up the foil just the straight up silver stock yeah and uh that one turned out pretty rad i was happy with that one mm -hmm. actually a super killer beer too the west coast ipa oh yeah d-ipa yeah double ipa deepa um i don't know if you're a fan of west coast ipas yeah the clear the clear beer um slice makes amazing west coast ipas like they're so good every time i start talking about beer i just want to have like a really really cold one right with me <laughs> i would love to be drinking a beer right now <laughs> it's problematic <laughs> I, have some, I have some in the fridge some sliced beers but they're jeremy's <laughs> mm -hmm. how far away is jeremy again try it it's five Six. and a half hours. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Take them take him a while to get there. You could get to slice and buy another set before you can. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be like one or two less beers in my box, but it just depends on how how much uh, control Jordan has at home. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's Thank tough. You. It was tough, even more tough during the pandemic. So it's like, <laughs> like, damn, I'm stuck at home. And like, I have a, a daughter too. So I'm like, man, she's asleep. I can't even go anywhere and pick something up. I'm like, Jerry Spears are here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So earlier on in this, uh, while we were chatting, you guys mentioned that Slice had reached out to you through Instagram. Mm -hmm. How did that all go down? Like, did they find you as brethren or did they find you guys separately? Or like, how did that happen? They found us as brethren. Um, he came through the proper channel, which 
is what we call it is our email like he found but he found us on instagram yeah um, with with dms and stuff it gets typically with like client stuff or potential clients we're usually like people that dm us aren't usually as serious as the ones that come through the website yeah, it's, just, it's just the nature of it mm-hmm yeah, so reaches out via email, says, hey, I found you guys on Instagram. You guys do rad work. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he he was, um, they they were still building the building. Um, I don't even think they, they had just signed on Zach, which is the co-owner and brewer, head brewer. And he came from um, a previous brewing company called Moonraker that was really successful. And I'd never had any of their beers, but I did research on it. And he was like an award-winning Brewer, so I was like, damn, they're gonna, I think they're gonna be good. And Russ came from Old Town Pizza, which is actually next door to Slice. He's the marketing manager there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we got on a call, um, talked through it, sent our proposal. They signed it. We did our, we do, like with Brandon, we do a discovery session, um, kick out some logos, and then a branding kit. We did uh, quite a bit of work for them on the branding side. And then after we finished all that, everything went so well, and, and Russ was cool to work with. And he was like, hey, our first two releases, do you guys want to do the cans for? And I didn't even know how long this relationship was going to last, so we did two mm-hmm. cans. And then it just kept going from there. That's awesome. So, so with those first two cans way back in the day, after you've done branding, which is like – you know, the, the sort of the, the, the building of the, the steps of design and creative when you're implementing that into a label structure, was that, was that a challenge to sort of get it into that format? Cause it was your first time doing labels. Um, I, I don't think it was as far like the first thing we did was the crowler and like the crowler was 100% like slice branded. Yeah, I mean, it's the Slice logo. It's very basic, yep. and it has, you know, the spot for them to write on. It has this tagline that we did for them. So, I mean, it just looks like they're branding. Yeah, so that's like the, the, the gateway project. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the gateway one. And then even the other uh, Golden Triangles was one of the first beers we did as well. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but we kept it in the same color palette as, like, Slice brand. And this was what I was going to say was the struggle kind of figuring out is that sweet spot in the middle. Like everything is really small on here. And I, that, that was a learning curve. I think for us too, just getting the product and being like, okay, like how, you know, I think back then we should have been printing it off ourselves and sizing it and looking at it. We weren't, you know, and and it kind of shows on this and, this can has since been re-released and we redid it and it looks way more killer than this. Like, do you have the before and the after? I do actually. Um, you got that newest one. Yeah, here it is. And this one is killer. Cause so we did the, the foil backing and then it's, but it's Ooh, just like yeah. a little gold. Yep. Just two yeah, right. color. But, you know, we kept the same elements, like mm-hmm. that I little pizza pyramid. Because Golden Triangles, I guess, was like a reference to pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... yeah. What a different experience between the two labels, right? Yeah. Sure. Well, and so much growth and, and with us, like, understanding the hierarchy of the size and just the relationship of the label, you know, we grew a lot in between then. Yeah, because if you haven't if you haven't designed like, and that goes for anything in designing print, whether it's a booklet or a mm-hmm. postcard or whatever you're designing in print, but especially a label that's going around a specific can or bottle or container, like if you're not used to the understanding of layout and sizes and and the consumer's interaction with that in its you know in the cooler or in that environment. It is yeah. tough to design it for that and create oh, that. Oh, sure. And especially like like big print projects like books and stuff. I remember when I worked at like an agency, you know, we'd be doing uh, booklets like, you know, whether you're doing saddle stitch or this or that sort of type. You know, mm-hmm. if you're doing printer spreads, just the layout of all that stuff, it's like, it's crazy, man. Like, and you have to like, and we should have with these too. It's like you when, you, when it's something that's going to be tangible, 
you need to get to a printer somehow and just do some test stuff yourself. Yeah. Because otherwise you'll be redoing it. You know, yeah. and slices in California and we're here in Oklahoma and St. Louis. So it's tough for us to have, we don't get to have that relationship with the printer that would be nicer, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, if slice all of a sudden was like, Hey, we're going to be di distributing all of our stuff all over the country, you know, and, and we started doing like, okay, here's a, a system of labels. That's the kind of stuff I think would be worthy of like, okay, let's fly out and like make sure quality check everything before we do a production, the first production run, but yeah, let's do like some test prints and stuff. Yeah. But you know, with the small batch stuff that we've been doing, it's just been kind of trial and error. And now I would say we got it pretty locked down. Yeah. Jeremy, do you have a lot of like pr print design experience, you know, coming into this? Um, not, not in the, not in that sense. Uh, I mean, I come from screen printing uh, and embroidery. So, I mean, I know all about screen printing and, and, pre-production for screen printing um not so much on you know the paper stock stuff um i mean at school i mean i know beads and you know uh and all that shit so um and yeah, I, knew so about, I, mean, I learned about die cuts and whatnot so i mean i have a i have a pretty good understanding uh just not so much uh i guess you know not too much. I don't know what I'm saying now. <laughs> no, for sure. You're on to the right yeah. track. Cause when you're yeah. doing green printing, I mean, you got to have a really good understanding of layers and oh, how sure. things are going to build and layer up and, mm -hmm. and making your file represent that mm -hmm. accurately. Right. So that yeah. even that understanding, having the understanding of layers and, and why they're so important and how they work together is a huge step to creating, you know, especially labels when you're doing setting up a die line layer, then you're setting up a white layer, then you've mm -hmm. got your artwork layers. And so yeah. building up that you under, you have the ability to understand that process a lot easier than somebody who's just lived in digital design. Yeah, for sure. And that's more aligned when you're going to do the cuts and, you know, and doing all that. So that's more aligned and yeah, the setup of, of the screen print world. Um, Whereas, you know, if you're doing something digital print, if it's just digital, I mean, you can, you can design it however you want. You can have images, whatever, you know, transparencies, all that shit. Um, you know, if you're doing that and trying to get a screen print on a shirt, that's not really going to happen. You know, there's yeah. simulation process printing, uh, and then there's, you know, four color process, but um, you're not going to be able to do some of those things mm -hmm. in the digital world. Yep, hundred percent. It's a completely different way of designing and thinking about, you know, when you're creating a tangible object. Because when mm -hmm. you're looking at screen as well, and you're setting up your artwork, doing the design or whatever it is, the paper that you're printing it on, the label stock you're printing on, is going to transform how it actually looks. For sure. And if you haven't done it before, and you're just looking at a design on screen, you're going to be real surprised when you get a print of whatever that file is in your hands. Oh yeah. Right. And so. And for the people doing production, I'm sure it's a fucking nightmare, you know, when you have people that don't know what they're doing designing for those for that production. Um, I know I've dealt with it on the screen printing side of having someone like, I made my own artwork and I want this on a t-shirt. And it's like, dude, this is going to take me like five hours to fucking make it printable on a t-shirt. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, not, not a good use of time. Yeah, I've started receiving Canva files for print. Yeah. So... Like, yeah, no, it's not not exported properly, not not yeah. separated properly. And the other one is I've been in pre-press departments when a Word file or an Excel file is submitted for a brochure. Oh design. my god, dude! <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. crazy times. And um, I think, I think yeah. a lot of designers get to that point though too that they're like, you know, you only want to do the creative stuff, and then people kind of dog the idea of like being a production designer or a good production designer. But honestly, if you're great production designer and working with a great art director, whatever the, however that works, or if you're both of those in one thing, like that's where it really comes together. Like a killer design with like killer production and, and the right inks and the right print. Like, I mean, that's, that's when things like really fucking shine. Oh, hundred percent. That's when things can really sing. It can so take it. Another, it can like boost it another hundred percent. Like easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. When you get into, you know, especially when you're getting into embossing and foiling and die cutting and you're know, adding all of those, those specialty elements to help something really stand out or to really yeah. deliver something home. Um, so the next one that I want to uh, pull up here is super colorful and 
I kind of dig it. I'm not going to lie, man. I kind of dig it. So let's pull this next one up and tell me a story. Tell me what's going on with this one. Just, uh, just so much illustration happening. So much like font is in like happy land. Oh, yeah. Jeremy, yeah. About this. Jeremy crushed both of these. Yeah. Jeremy, tell me about your fuzzy dreams. Yeah, fuzzy dream. So that one was actually uh, one that the first. That was the one that we we did have a different design, and that one was the one that we had to completely throw away and start new. Um, okay. So yeah, I think on that one, I think when I was talking to Jordan about you know what we, what should we do for it, and then I, I think you had the idea of like like a goddess or mm-hmm. something like that, and then I was like, yeah, I can make his like hair and kind of do like a like a. I was kind of thinking of like Starry Night a little bit, you know, with like the swirl like yeah. look through the sky or whatever. And then I think, you know, as, as I'm drawing and stuff and design, I think then I was like, yeah, I'm going to chop his head off. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> well, and this, this label screams in person too, because Jeremy did all these like nice blue highlights and everything. And like the highlights are, are foil. And then like the foils coming through on those. So there's yeah. a lot of like spot, like Chrome coming through on this stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and gives it like a nice texture. And then um, the Powerful Herbs, um, I'll throw in a shout out to the the font Powerful Herbs is, uh, crap, now I'm blanking on the name of Mystic, that font. Mystic Charmer? Yeah, Mystic Charmer. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that one, it was like, I don't know, I think I just uh, was like, yeah, I want to do like some ornate line work with Powerful Herbs. And I was just thinking of like vines and shit. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, that one's, it's weird how sometimes, you know, I can just start, you know, just start making some shit and then it just kind of forms out. I was, I don't even know how like that structure came along. I was making that middle badge and then I was like, it'd be cool to have like two circle badges on the side and make it like super symmetrical. And I'll have these like vines like weaving in and out and like touching yeah. at certain spots with the line work and keeping that like consistent black line work throughout it. Um, yeah, yeah, I I went I went hard on this one. I spent I spent more time than you know usually on on certain cans, but that's what happens when you you know when you start really getting into it too. Yeah, um, and when you're excited about it, right? You just yeah, go man. to town and you want to make it really really cool. Yeah, the little details, even like um, like where you can see in the center, it's like with the little stripes, the little like seersucker stripes. Yeah. Like when it when it cuts through, it has that vine cutting through. It actually like switches to where it's like a light green dark green but it like switches going into that next level you know if if you can understand what i'm saying so it kind of has that contrast even in between those spaces yeah and creates more pop and just yeah more to look at yeah that's actually one of my favorite cans like in person when we got it i was like this thing is freaking beautiful and like Jeremy did all of this label. Like I think the only thing I did was change the color palette a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah no? probably. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And these are are these both using the metallic stock? That, that... Yep. yep. Awesome. Yep, yep. I, I think the powerful herbs. I think it's just all around chrome. I think it's the whole label is just chrome. Yep. Like yep. using the foil, and then like on that fuzzy uh, dreams that has like spot, you know, spot uh, cut mm-hmm. with the foil with that blue was coming in yeah where that like dark blue and purple like the the sort of the yep. space background is that the mm-hmm. area that's chrome that's coming through uh-huh. yeah and then uh yeah the powerful herbs font that jeremy says mystic charmer is one of our fonts and that's another thing that we do with slice all the time like mm-hmm. we haven't released that font yet so we'll, we'll we do that all the time with slice beers like we'll test out one of our new fonts and use them on a, a beer can and it's always fun to do yeah. It's the only time like someone be like, "What phone is that?" And it's not ever. <laughs> like, it's not even a phone. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it like super special too, because you know it's only out there for a month, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. It's sort of like a limited release taste of what of what the font is to come, yeah. kind of thing. Uh huh. And then we can use that to promote it even later, like a little shout out, like when we're showing cans. Sometimes we'll be like, yeah, you know, that's cool. using using um, Mystic Charmer. So yeah, go buy it. Link in bio. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Hashtag Lincoln bio. Uh, uh, so you said that fuzzy dreams, that was the first one where the concept was sort of turned away and you had to sort of start from scratch on it again. Mm-hmm. What was the initial sort of approach on that one? And why do you think it got turned away? <laughs> well, uh, 
the first one I was doing it, like the like I came up with the concept, and it, and there wasn't really a concept because we were both like, "What is Fuzzy Dreams?" You know, and uh, I was doing some big like Buddha character, and he yeah. was like, he was doing this, and then I was trying to like he almost like he was gonna be a a chimney, like his belly was open, there was like smoke coming out of it. It was actually really cool looking, but. Uh, the brewer was just like, I just don't get why this guy's on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the hell is this? It's on a dribble somewhere if anyone ever like gets curious. To see yeah, dude, I'm going to go find that. I want to have a look <laughs> at this. <laughs> That's awesome. So they go, yeah, we're not quite sure about this one. And Jeremy's like, put me in, coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that like I told Russ, too, is like, don't be surprised if that Buddha shows up on a future game. <laughs> we, will, we will pitch it again. Yeah. That's right. You got that Buddha. It's just locked in. Or yeah. one day you'll see like a Brethren font and we'll just name it like Buddha Tits or something. And <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that on some like brand guidelines. This big <laughs> professional brand document. <laughs> Fonts Buddha Tits. <laughs> Use Buddha Tits for all your headliners. It's our display copy is Buddha tits. Yeah, signage, signage made with Buddha tits. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to make a font now called Buddha tits for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we started. You heard it here, folks. Right here. Yeah. This is where it's all getting going. Uh, <laughs> That's so fantastic. Okay, moving on here, man. We got some awesome ones. So let's get into. I got a couple of pictures on this next one. So tell me what's cooking. Yeah. yeah, foggy fog world. Jeremy, how'd this one come about, dude? Uh, well, this is a, another like true collab, like between my brother and I. It's like mm -hmm. you know, tag team in it. Um, man, I, I think I, I mean I you did that. You, you did that lockup like uh, of the foggy fog world, and then like that cloud. Like, was that from another label? I just and that's a new one for this label, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I just remember saying, like, mate, draw a cloud, like, tripping on acid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, doing that. And then, like, I think we were going through some colorways, and then we kept it, like, on that black. And then I, you threw that rainbow, like. That uh, rainbow radiant. That, like, iridescent, like, foil look. And yeah. that was, that was, that turned out fantastic. So it's, like, the black is, you know, matte. Yeah. And then, and then everything in that color, it's all that foil backing. So it just, like, shines. And, this one with photographs, it just turned out like super like pretty and beautiful, I think. Yeah, it um, looks crazy and, cool. And and super fun. Um I had I had a lot of good feedback from like my friends and shit on it. Yeah. And shout out to Kern Club for that font. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, if we're not using our fonts, it's usually a Kern Club font <laughs> on cans for sure. Because they're all unique and shit, you know, and interesting. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So we created the fog eat fog world. Then you've got that rainbow foil. The rainbow is actually all foil, yeah. and all the type and everything else, and the and the imagery is is sort of matted yeah. back with that white. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we actually we actually did a really cool sticker with this one too, and and it's that cloud. We did a sticker that was like an iridescent like a uh, chrome sticker and it turned out awesome and we did a killer shirt like the clouds like all the way down it and i don't know like we did sleeve prints like this release was awesome yeah that's awesome when was this release um this was it was, was a last slight summer? last, was it last summer yeah. yeah i feel like summertime and it, this is a collab beer with another brewery called humble sea that's mm. also in northern california Awesome. Jeremy, what was like the, the client side of this when they brought this idea to you? Like, did they come with a name? Did they come with just what the beer was going to be? Like, how did this come to be? Yeah, uh, just the name and what the beer is, you know, it literally like, like for most of the, like, like 90% or 99% of slices, uh, they don't really have, they don't give us like a concept or anything. It's literally just, here's the name of it. Here's yeah. the, the alcohol ABV. Here, here's the style. And yeah. here's the, here's the hops that are used in it, or any adjuncts or anything. Yeah, and the brewery, the brewery they were collabing with Humble Sea, they call their IP their hazy IPAs. They usually call them foggy IPAs, and it'll be like a foggy double IPA or a foggy IPA. So this beer ended up just being called Foggy Fog World, and there's a hazy. So I don't mm -hmm. know. They have a 
pretty they have a pretty fun style like whoever their designer is does some really cool work and like a lot of their stuff was colorful like that mm -hmm. so that's what kind of brought me on to like doing that iridescent background yeah yeah that's a cool one man i love this one too I gotta get there's so many amazing beer labels out there that are just all over North America that I just like they come across my Instagram feed. I'm like, what? That's that's incredible. Mm -hmm. There's so many killer designers out there doing killer work. I just yeah. saw well, I shared one with Jeremy the other day, but uh the design team or guy that or girl that does it is Sample Co. And I I follow their work, but I never really looked into them as what they do that much, but they just redid like the Zilker Brewing Company, and they did like their standards, like their core line. They rebranded all of them, and it's so awesome, like funky, like seventies feeling, like big fat thick lines. Like you'll have to look it up. It's so killer. Yeah, and die cut label too, right? Yeah, they do cool die cut label, like like a special. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna look that one up. So that was Sample Co. Yeah, Sample Co. Okay, we'll check them out. There's another one um, locally here out of Vancouver that I know really well called Best Studio. Mm -hmm. And they do a lot for a local, a couple of local breweries. And they've also done uh, a bunch of work uh, that's won like Dyline Awards and stuff or like packaging work and things like that. But they do some dynamite stuff. New people. New people. Yeah, their their Christmas the Christmas box that they gave to all their clients. They actually gave gave weed to all of their clients That's for the Christmas gift. Oh, I'm seeing that the marijuana, marijuana. Yeah, That's like the best Christmas gift. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. using that um, Ono type Ono type company font, and it looks like they've customized it too. So that's super rad. Yeah, yeah, they've just. There's some really cool stuff. South side. They've done a ton for a brewery called Steel and Oak. Um, small batch cans. So you can find that on their website too. Some of the cool mm -hmm. stuff they've done there. Oh, I love those Stubbs Rita cans too. Aren't those cool? Man, I want to work on some small cans. Like so bad. Put it out there. Slice, where are you at with those small cans? Well, small cans. And if, well, Slice is supposed to start doing bottles eventually. Some bottle barrel age stuff. And I'm we're excited that's to cool. have a new canvas with bottles. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole different technique too, because like the types yeah. of paper can get a little finer and nicer. Yeah. And like, I'm so, excited to go down that route. So it's funny you say that with the, you know, shameless shout out here, but coming up next week is the launch of the craft beer label design course again. And we actually have part of the course where uh, we're chatting with a gentleman named Josh, who's the owner of Fieldhouse Brewing out here. And he basically talks through the branding process right from the initial idea and logo to creating um, logos that are applicable to merch and to signage and to all these different elements to creating like interior spaces that have the same brand feel. But he also talks about how once you have those core beers established with branding, how do you translate that brand into the really high end beers like the barrel age stuff and things yeah. like that? And he talks about how they did that and what touch points align and, and how they basically created a mini brand that still falls under the right brand umbrella of Fieldhouse. That's um, cool. So yeah, if anybody listening is interested in that, June 22nd, that course opens up. All right, guys. So this is the last one that we're going to pull up here. Um, again, I hope this is using the metallic substrate. I think it is. And let me just open this up. Mm -hmm. The old neon lights. Yeah. Jeremy, you want to talk about this one? Because we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Um, so this one, and because this one came after, um, I think it was Triple XOJ that we did that also okay. had, you know, a neon light, um, you know, effect with the neon lights. And on that one, we actually, you know, gave it a little like, uh, like a, a glow you know yeah on, on the actual like design um on this one it's not it's just straight up strokes it has you know the white line with a a solid you know pink and the blue yeah. but with the, with the chrome you know popping out on those lines it already gives that effect visually when you when it's already you know when it's once it's produced yeah um, i can see that in the picture yeah right so like 
you know, with, with, with using the glow effect on like the other one, it's kind of like, it was like a little much and like too much glow because yeah. it wasn't necessary when you, when you. Yeah. It ended up looking really muddy through. So, so actually one, when you yeah, try to super clean, when okay. you try to like fake the glow, it, it just came out too muddy. But when you're using the actual metallic substrate with just some strokes, it actually came out super clean. Hey. Eh? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And like, it, gives honestly, that it gives the effect that we we're wanting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, when triple X OJ comes back out, like when they re-release it, we will probably update that label to using take this. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one of those like learning curves uh, with the print design and, and like using, using the stuff like the way it should be, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and definitely, like, even as they're starting to produce, uh, reproduce some of the labels that we've done, um, you know, we might even uh, beef it up just a little bit or do, like, little changes just from either either because we thought of something cooler uh, down the line or, yeah, just a better use of production, you know. Mm-hmm. So how did, the, how did this beer come to be? How, what's the story on this one? Same thing. They just had the name Neon Lights and... I mean, it, the name just tells you exactly what to design, you know. Yeah, for sure. There's like produce some neon. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I guess Jeremy, you probably did that triangle mark almost to, for like a little bit of a nod to pizza back there, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. It's cool to turn the logo into the neon sign too, the slice logo. Yeah, yeah, it looks super cool. They have to make yeah. one of those and get it up in the store. I know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they do, have, they do have a killer neon sign though out front, which is uh, a design that we did. That's um, it's a tap handle, and then the top is like a pizza cutter. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's like six feet tall or something like that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to see it in person. How much know. did that cost? Like, do, do they tell you how much that cost? I can't remember. He. he because I, I have a buddy that lives here that's been doing signage for years, and he's great at it. And his bid was a lot more expensive than the guy that Russ had. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I feel like he got it for like under ten somehow. I don't even know if possible, but still a big chunk of change. That's a lot yeah, of dough. But mm-hmm. a, for a big old neon sign that's going to be there for yeah, building signage, man, that's not cheap. Yeah. You know? But I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, you see it, you want to take a picture of it and it's like a landmark at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's your bat signal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The bat signal. (laughs) Love it. Dude, this is another awesome one. So I'm I'm going to wrap this up here for, you know, the listeners and just sort of shut this one down. But before I do, what, what's the one thing that you guys enjoy the most about designing beer labels? Knowing that we have to drink it later. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, man, I think, or for me, I think with with slices, um, it's just just because they're so cool and the creative freedom and like, you know, every beer we ha- every beer that comes through, it's like we hit each other up and they're just kind of like we just shoot shoot the shit for a second on our thoughts back and forth and. Mm-hmm. And how we how we want to approach her, like what's the concept going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, it's that's the same for me is what Jeremy said. The freedom of it, and just like for all the other stuff that we work on, you know, it's it's a break. There's so much more like rules to it. There's so much more um, like I don't know, just decision making. And you have to, there's so much more research involved in like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this for us is like, man, it's an exercise in like uh, pushing ourselves further in a different direction or trying something new. And I don't know. It's just the freedom of it has been so awesome. And then yeah. Yeah. Get, a little, get a little more daring, a little more experimental yeah. on that side of things where, yeah, when you're working on brands, I mean, that's like a whole different approach from when you're doing brand, when you're doing brand identity, then even, you know, a different approach when you're doing, like when we do graphic kits, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole different approach. And then when we're doing packaging, it's just another different approach. So um, with with all those, it's nice with, with Slice, I was saying, it's like with that creative freedom, it's like 
you know, it's easy. It's just like taking a break from, you know, doing a, something else to getting to do something else or doing something, doing something else. And getting more experience in just print design in general. Like, I mean, you can look at all the labels that we've done and you can see us starting to use these techniques like more and more now because yeah. we're starting to get a better grasp on it. And mm-hmm. like even just now finally doing a die cut and, and things like that, um, there's a lot of things that we haven't tried yet that we're looking forward to trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you right, if you ever wanted to create a design that included a big fat Buddha, craft beer is likely the place. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're going to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we might be able to throw them in a graphics kit or something. They'll <laughs> <laughs> the next corporate, the next corporate project. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of this? Just hang on here. <laughs> if we if we get a skateboarding client, we might be able to throw it in there somewhere. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Jordan, let me ask you this one then. What's what is that feeling like when you go from something that you've been designing on screen, working on on screen, and then you finally get cans shipped to your door and you get to see? what it actually looked like, what it actually turned out like. Oh, dude, it's the best. Like, it, that seriously is my favorite part of designing beer is, like, getting uh-huh. it in the mail and seeing it. And, like, even when Jeremy and I are together and we're drinking them, we're, like, looking at the can. It's, like, I mean, because that's why we got into design in the first place. It's, like, we like making things and seeing it out in the world. Yeah. So, like, getting to experience it and hold it and stuff, it's the coolest thing ever. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we work on that, we don't get to see in person. So the clients that ship us stuff are, they're the best, you know, like even some of our apparel clients will send us like shirts and things like that. And that's always cool. But you know, there's a huge difference between like a t-shirt and then like something that has like, foiling and like that and then also a beverage you can enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's just the extra perk. Beautiful. Um, so I'll just ask this one last question, guys, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, to the designers out there who are brand new to this you know, label design world for breweries or for anything, really, what advice would you give them to really get started in label design? Jeremy? To get started? Um, I, I mean... Ghost would, projects, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, yeah, if you don't have a client, do some ghost project, ghost projects. Um, uh, and like you said, you know, like even if you're printing out on a like a regular printer and then putting a piece of paper around a can and like you know just like a little simulation, you know, to like yeah. to see, you know, um, like we said, even if we would have done that on our first can, we probably would approach that triangle a little differently after we printed out. Yeah. Like, man, we probably need to size this up a little bit. But that stuff's so important too. Um, even with all design, dude, really, I mean, when you're designing something, you're just looking at the screen. Like I know even when with my brother and I will, we'll text, you know, we'll work on something, do a screenshot and send it to our text message. And even from looking at it on the computer screen to when I'm looking at it on my phone, like I see stuff, I'm like, Oh, I need to like move the spacing here. Like it just mm-hmm. like, when you're at that screen, you know, you're not always being able to like see those spacing issues yeah. or shit like that. So yeah. 100%. And also I've told other designers too, like if you want to get started in beer label design, like there's tons of bad breweries, like our breweries that have bad can art. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think it would be wrong to take a favorite local brewery and be like, Hey, I'm a designer. And for fun, I redesign one of your cans and show it to them and see what they think. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that is overstepping. I haven't done it personally, but I don't hey, know. It's a foggy fog world, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about that. I So on the print sales side for selling labels, I you know occasionally I'm in the grocery store, I'm checking labels, looking for local manufacturers, things like that. I came across this one and it had the worst looking label like com- on the print side, completely out of register, just looked awful. So I literally took a picture of it and I phoned up the company and I said, um, hey, what's the best email address to contact you guys? Just got this generic email address. And I titled it, to the owner, the bottle looks bad. And I just sent them a picture and said, this is how your labels look in market. We can do way better. Contact me. What do you think yeah. happens? He contacted me. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, so stuff like that can work, man. For Fuck sure. Yeah, dude. If you want something, go out there and fucking get it. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to work with someone, holler at them, knock on their door, you know, give them a phone yeah. call, shoot them an email. That's yeah. what I yeah. 
And it's always like, even with design, it's like, get, get some experience in there. Like, you don't like, I mean, you don't even have to do things for free, but you don't have to come out of the gate charging so much to get your foot in the door. It's like, get some experience behind your belt and then you can start charging more. But like, yeah. Yeah, and what you were saying earlier, Jeremy, about the sort of ghost projects, doing ghost projects, you know, with the with digital label printing being so cost effective for short runs right now, you could go get 10 or 15 labels printed up like pretty inexpensive and just start experimenting, start trying things, um, start building a relationship with a printer because that's another huge part of it. Like having that relationship, in your guys' case, you have the owner of Slice who sort of looks after the print management side of things, but he's got that relationship yep. and that's important when you need a favor that's important when you're trying to create something unique and you want a little production feedback on it that's mm-hmm. a big thing yeah sure. and it's one of the, that's a hard thing to manage if you're not in the same city but it can still be done yep 100 it can be done beauty boys i'm gonna wrap this up thanks so much for being my guest today on this show uh, yeah, it's been fantastic right. connecting with you and chatting beer labels yeah. and some of the cool stuff you guys have done. Yeah, dude, awesome. thanks for having us. It was good yeah. to talk again. Definitely. Sure. Nice to talk for the first time. And sorry, my internet was being shitty and that you couldn't see me most of the time. But Yeah, dude, when you're on that budget internet, it, it, I know. it's tough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I blame uh, Charter or whatever it is. I say. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, dude, this, this is awesome. What a great conversation.